We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon on Election Day, folks. This is the big day. I'm excited. I mean, this is uh, we a lot of hard work has gone into this day to try to rescue America from the radical leftist communist. Now, if I'd said that even two years ago, you'd have said that guy's crazy. He's exaggerating and, you know, hyperbole and uh, all that good stuff. Not today. No, no. You say radical leftist communists are trying to take over the nation or have taken over the nation today. And most people know it. They get it because they see the radical leftist communist policies that are happening and they're destroying the country. I mean, that's why you're paying outrageous prices at the pump and at the grocery store and everything else. So today is the day that we potentially rescue the country from the radical leftist communist. The question is, uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about what do we do next and uh, how do we make sure that the folks that we sent to rescue the country follow through. So there's a lot more work to do. I'm not suggesting that tonight you should lay your head on the pillow and say, it's all done. I can, I can, I can stop working so hard. Nope, nope. This is uh, Price of Freedom is eternal vigilance. But today, I pray uh, a lot of hard work goes into today. And then tonight, we can uh, rest assured that the, the duty was done and the results are God's. And then tomorrow, we wake up and say, okay, what's the what's the next marching orders? What do we do next? And I've got a lot to share with you on uh, on Thursday about that, what the next steps are going to be. But let's talk about the election today uh, and what's going to happen. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I hope that you're showing up to vote today if you did not early vote. I'm not a big fan of early voting from the standpoint of a policy or a way of doing things. I think we ought to have election day, like the Constitution says. But if the system allows for ballot harvesting, early voting, all of that kind of stuff, then we should always play by the rules. And if those are the rules, we play by those rules. And I, I applaud churches and uh, pastors like Jack Hibbs in California and others that did ballot harvesting effectively, legally, and uh, and turned out more Christian votes uh, than anybody expected. So you should you should use the system that's in place as best you can. And uh, so whether you early voted or you're going to vote today, just make sure you vote. I mean, I, I cannot say it enough. If you have not voted yet and uh, and you're debating with yourself whether to go stand in line, whether to take the time to go by wherever your particular polling place is and all that jazz, stop debating and just do it. It's, it's not a right. It's a responsibility. You've got a responsibility. You owe it to those who laid down their lives for our freedom, who did impossible task in 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 war in 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 culture and the founding of the country i mean just i don't do the whole thing today but you owe it to them you owe it to them i owe it to them we have a debt to pay and as abraham lincoln said uh the way you honor those who pay the ultimate price is you have an increased devotion to the cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion so today increase your devotion get out there and vote get in line before the cutoff. So if it's seven o'clock is the cutoff for your polling place, then be there by six fifty-nine and thirty seconds, and then stand in line however long it takes to make sure that your voice is heard, your values are counted. This is our chance. This is our chance, folks, to let biblical values be restored in this country. We've had over a half a million people take our biblical citizenship in modern America course. 
Uh, I pray that all of them that took that course times 10 are going to show up and vote. So in other words, if you went through our biblical citizenship class in the last couple of years, not only that you show up and vote today, but that you drag 10 people with you, <laughs> that you make the phone calls, that you send the tweets, that you send the text messages, and you get your friends and family to the polls today to vote. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a wonderful evening, but only if we show up. And, and you know, what do we have? A few hours left. Now's the time to press in. Now's the time to make sure that we do our duty. So I'm going to I'm gonna hit a few things just in the headlines from the last few days, and then we're going to probably spend the rest of the day just talking election. Uh, and, and one of the things that blew me away in the headlines, uh, it's amazing to me the gamble that Democrats took in this election. I am I, amazed at, at just how far they went, and I truly think they're desperate. I think, I think they are so desperate that they're not thinking logically. Not that they thought logically before, but, I mean, I'm just saying – uh, while the world has seemed absolutely insane for the last two and a half years, Democrats have, of course, led the way in that. It's been the Democrat governors that were did the worst crackdown. Some Republican governors did it, too. Shame on them. I've done enough of that on this program. I'm not going to spend our time today doing that. But, you know, President Biden obviously pushed for COVID crackdowns and shutdowns and mandatory jabs, mandatory masks, all that kind of stuff. And so they are now reaping the whirlwind. Parents are sick and tired of their kids being masked at school. They're sick and tired of CRT being taught in their schools. They're, they're, they're tired of the, the, the radical leftist uh, LGBTQ whatever other letters uh, agenda that's being uh, forced on their children and, and, and the lack of parental rights. I mean, all this stuff has led to a place where the backlash against Democrats is massive. And so they're desperate. I mean, they know it. They, they're seeing the, 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 the disaster that is before them tonight. And, and <laughs> I can't believe some of the things they do out of desperation. So if you look at even the, the speech uh, a couple of nights ago, Joe Biden's saying no more drilling. I mean, he's so desperate to let his base know that they need to turn out for him that he's <laughs> that he's advertising to the country. If you'll reelect Democrats, first he said a couple of days ago, no more coal plants. They're going to shut down all these coal plants. So there, there goes your vote in West Virginia and other places. And then, and then he says, no more drilling. I mean, this guy literally thinks, as Ted Cruz t- uh, t- uh, tweeted out, uh, that, that oil, you know, with a little fairy dust, uh, that you can create energy. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't get it. But thank you. Thank you, Joe Biden, for telling the nation that if Democrats are elected, that there'll be no more drilling, no more coal plants. We're, we're going to hope that there's enough, uh, you know, wind and solar to power the nation. Anybody with half a brain knows that's impossible and that that, that will not be the case. Uh, and so I think there's enough people with half a brain in the country uh, to repudiate this incredibly foolish, foolish policy of the Democrats. And Joe Biden just continues to advertise it even up to the last minute, which is a gift uh, to Republicans all across the nation. And then another area where they were just desperate. I mean, this has been a few months ago. But get this. Democrats spent more than $53 million dollars boosting Republicans. Let me say that again. Democrats spent more than $53 million boosting Republicans. What they did was they spent money and they promoted and they and they pushed for Republican candidates in the Republican primary that they thought would be easier to beat in November. Now, here's how that played out, because the people that they think would be easier to beat, they, they went based off of if you if you were a quote unquote election denier. That somehow you're an election denier if you want to make sure the the votes are tallied correctly. That makes you an election denier. Um, so they they went after all these people all across the country and spent money helping 
the Republicans that they thought would be easier to beat in November. And that usually meant, frankly, our kind of folks winning that might not have won otherwise. In other words, Bible-believing, Constitution-loving, uh, you know, election accountability kind of folks and, and that, that might not have won their primaries. But thank you, Democrats, for supporting those kind of folks in the primaries. They ended up winning the primaries, and now it looks like they're going to win the general. So it was a bad bet on the Democrats' part to put that money into those elections. Uh, Exhibit A, Carrie Lake. I mean, Carrie Lake was just two months ago behind in this race. And, and the and the you know, when she won the primary, a lot of Democrats were like, yeah, we want her to be the nominee because she's crazy. She, she actually wants you to count the votes accurately. She actually is willing to say uh, that there was a bunch of shenanigans and illegal things that happened in the 2020 election. Um, and then the more she was on TV and the more she was on social media, the more people heard her speak, they were blown away. And they said, wow, this lady's got it going on, man. She absolutely knows what's at stake. She knows how to articulate these issues. She's got a backbone. She's got enough backbone to make a freight train, take a dirt road. This lady is phenomenal. And so I, I'm just going to tell you tonight, the number one race to watch is Arizona governor. Now, here's why I think that. I know House is up for grabs, Senate up for grabs. You know, everybody's going to be watching those races. And I, I predict, well, you know, Republicans are going to win both. But the governorships, that's the most important thing at this time in our culture, because having governors that will say no to the federal government and restore federalism is the most important battle right now in the political sphere. And having a governor like Kerry Lake lead the way on that is a game changer. Now, I'm not saying anything new. You've heard me say this on the program. I've said this all over major media ever since uh, I, I was on a program with her in, I want to say it was May, uh, maybe June. And she said on air the same thing I had been saying for more than a year, year and a half since Joe Biden became president, uh, that, that states absolutely have the constitutional right to seal the border in their state. And that if the federal government fails under Article 4, Section 4 to do their duty, that Article 1, Section 10 gives the states the constitutional authority to close the border, seal the border, protect against an invasion like what we're experiencing right now. Five and a half million illegal aliens since Joe Biden became president. I've been saying that for a year and a half. Well, I'm on this show with Carrie Lake. It's a, it was a new show. She was being interviewed. And I was being interviewed. And she said exactly what I've been saying. Now, I'm not saying she got it from me because she probably doesn't even know who I am. But she said the same thing. She quoted chapter and verse right there out of the Constitution, and I was like, wow. I, I even told my wife, I'm in love, baby. I have got a political crush on this lady out of California, out of, California, out of Arizona. She's going to be great. And so then it, we, we you know, we started watching her, and now my wife says, I got a crush on this Carrie Lake out of Arizona, and it's true. Uh, she just slams, I mean, she picks the media up and body slams them like there's no tomorrow. They can't touch her. I mean, she just is a master at this. She's the best, most effective candidate for office of our generation. And so I say, watch that one tonight. I know it won't be one of the first ones that comes in because it's, uh, you know, uh, West Coast time. And, and, uh, and so it'll be a little later and all that. But, but still, that's the one that will lead the way to states once again restoring federalism. So watch the Arizona governor's race. It's, it's, she's way ahead. It's not going to be a surprise now. But from just two months ago, she was behind in this race.
and everybody was discounting her and saying, oh, she's too conservative, she's too quote-unquote radical, all that stuff. She's just doing common sense stuff. And because she's standing for good common sense stuff, she's now way ahead, and she's actually, I think, going to carry uh, uh, Blake Masters over as well. So that's another one to watch is that Senate race um, out of Arizona. Other governor races to watch, uh, Michigan, uh, Tudor Dixon, friend of mine running for governor up there, used to go on her show all the time on Real America's Voice. Uh, looks like she could pull this thing off, and we could – you see Gretchen Whitmer defeated. Now, Gretchen Whitmer was one of the worst lockdown governors in the country. Wouldn't even let you go buy seeds to plant in your garden. But her husband was allowed to go to the lake and go all over the place. It, anyway, just a complete hypocrite, crazy lady. She actually, I, I can't even repeat some of the things that she has said. One of the worst governors in America. Uh, but it looked like even a week ago that she was going to cruise to re-election. And now all of a sudden, Tudor Dixon has has pulled even with her. And if you want to, if you want to follow, if you want to look at the latest, uh, kind of have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen tonight. Trafalgar Group is is you know Robert Cahaley's the best pollster in the country, and if you follow them on social media, they've got some uh, really interesting last minute polls that you can go look at. And so I'm going to come back to those and and run through some of these other races. It looks like according to them, neck and neck, Blake Masters is ahead of Mark Kelly. Um, you look at some of these other governor races, like I was saying, Tudor Dixon in, in Michigan. It looks like Zeldin in New York has a real chance at this. looks like in Nevada we could defeat Sisolak. Now, I defeated him in court uh, whenever uh, he tried to prevent us from having our constitutional defense course, but it looks like he may be defeated at, um, the, election, uh, at the polls in the election tonight. Uh, so just a lot, a lot to watch. So we'll, we'll get back to all of that when, when we come back from the break here in a second. But I, I just want to tell you, if you haven't voted, Go vote, and then tonight, make sure you're tuning in to American Family Radio for election results uh, throughout tonight. So you're going to get all the details and, 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 and as, the, as these returns come in, and uh, looking forward to sharing some of that with you tonight as well. And I look forward to hearing from you today. So if you've got comments, questions, insults, whatever you got, whether it's about the elections or anything else, the phone number to call is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. 8840. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can today. I'm going to talk about a lot more of the races. Some of these you may not even be familiar with uh, that are happening across the country, but they're going to be game changer races. Uh, there's a big one out of, out of uh, Georgia to watch, Herschel Walker versus uh, Raphael Warnock, uh, maybe the worst pastor in all of the nation and definitely the most radical leftist United States senator we have ever had in our history. Uh, looks like he could be defeated tonight. Uh, by former NFL star Herschel Walker. So another interesting one to watch. We'll get to more uh, when we come back. Again, the phone number 888-589-8840. You're listening to Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach on AFA at the Core. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. One word has proven to be debilitating in our society, the D word, discrimination. What we fail to realize is discrimination is not automatically a dirty concept. We discriminate against thieves and murderers when we send them to prison. We discriminate against sexual predators by keeping them away from children. And yes, we rightly discriminate against men when we keep them out of women's restrooms. According to Psalm 1, we have to discriminate against the counsel of the wicked in order to be blessed. Good thing God isn't debilitated by the D word. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. With a struggling economy, your family might be experiencing job loss, financial hardship, or food insecurity. Tough choices in family budget might eliminate outings or a new outfit for your girl. These measures can lead to disappointment and your girl might respond either in anger and defiance or in sadness and despair. Her prayers might sound something like, God, what are you doing? Why do I have to suffer? The Lord loves her honest heart. I've heard it said, what often appears to us to be a mess of knots is just the back view of the tapestry God is weaving. In her struggle, take your girl to God's word to teach her his faithfulness and love, helping her to see his beautiful work in her life. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this, watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on healthcare costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. The phone number is 888-589-8840. I got to tell you, folks. When you lose CNN and the Washington Post and you're a Democrat, you're in trouble. (laughs) I mean, we've got CNN and the Washington Post now calling Joe Biden a liar. I I mean, this is big, folks. I mean, listen, we've we've pointed out his I mean, maybe some people feel like calling it lies and liar is too strong. But I I, I mean, this is this is not just little like nuances. Right. I mean, this guy does not just, you know, stretch the truth like most politicians do. I mean, he flat out lies. He says things that are as far from the truth as you can get. They're not even in the realm of possibility. And he doesn't even, I mean, it doesn't bother him. I mean, it's just like, it's shocking to watch. And I know some people excuse it and say he's just senile and doesn't know what he's saying. I'm not sure that's the case, folks. I mean, a lot of this stuff he does over and over and over again. So two headlines caught my attention. The first one, CNN. Uh, so CNN says, here's the headline, Biden's midterms uh, midterms message includes false and misleading claims. And you can tell they're just, they did not want to have to do this. But they finally had to say, listen, I mean, he's lying about Social Security. He's lying about the corporate tax. He's lying about the debt and the deficit. He's lying about the unemployment rate. He's lying about his own student debt policy. He keeps saying that he passed a law. He keeps saying he signed a law passed by Congress. It's not even in the realm 
of of truth. It's not even in the universe of truth. He signed an executive order that, that, that he came up with on his own and created no law passed by Congress is why it's being challenged. Uh, and it is most likely going to be stopped by the courts because it's so unconstitutional. If he had passed it in Congress, absolutely, they could they would have the power. Uh, to, to, to do student uh, loan, uh, you know, deferment or, or, or forgiveness or whatever they want to call it. It's not forgiveness. It's a shift of, of, of uh, payment, right? You and I pay for it instead of the person that actually got the money. Anyway, uh, he's lying about gas prices. He's lying about his, you know, thousands of, of miles and time uh, with with uh, with Xi um, um, uh, from China. So he's lying about the Trump tax cuts. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's CNN saying this uh, i'm sorry i shouldn't revel in this i know there's you know there's a scripture about that not 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 uh you know reveling in your your enemies uh, stumbling or falling but uh folks this is this is a really really good sign that the media is finally going to stop covering for this guy but it's not just cnn washington post the washington post has given him let's see what's it called a bottomless pinocchio so, I mean, this is this is the left wing Washington Post is saying that Biden Biden is so fond of this bogus statistic that he's mentioned it even in high profile speeches such as the joint session of Congress and a commencement address. So they're going to give it, give Biden his first ever bottomless Pinocchio. <laughs> this is just hilarious, folks. I'm I mean, then that one's the one over Z. He says he spent. Um, seven eight hours with him more than any other person and uh and and traveled seventeen thousand miles i mean just silly 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 stuff uh he lies about the gas prices it goes on and on and on so i i just think i i think it's a really good sign right we absolutely and i i'm gonna tell you i i i will take on i i will call out republican democrat liberal conservative pastors who if you're if you're spreading lies then we should be calling you out. And so when Republican, I've done that to, to to Republican politicians that normally I agreed with, but if they say something that's not true, I'm going to call them out on it. Uh, I've called Donald Trump out for saying things that were not helpful when he says things that that that, that you know and goes after people. I think I think it was silly for him to go after Ron DeSantis the other night with his Ron DeSantis sanctimonious comment. Right? I think that was wrong. I think that was dumb to do that right before the election. Now, he's doing the alpha male thing. I get it. I understand why he's doing it. He's an alpha male. There's another alpha male on the rise. It's a, it's it's like, uh, uh, um, you know, one of, one of the guys I like to follow, he said on, on Twitter the, uh, yesterday, he's like, these, the, these two guys are like, you know, it's the, it's the old lion, and then there's a young lion circling the pride and, and, and ready to challenge the old lion and, and, and take over. So, you know, there's a little bit of, a uh, little bit of growling going on. So I, I hope, I hope they can just, you know, Hold off, right? Let's let's get some good good victories here after tonight's election victories. Let's make sure that there's some good policy victories uh, before they start going at each other. And I and I this is a whole other topic. We can save this for maybe Thursday or next week. But you know, at some point, it's healthy, right? There there is a good, um, you know, primary uh, challenge and competition 
you know, which is what Jesse Kelly, who was the one that had the lion analogy, was was basically saying. He's like, we need this. We need a good competition in the primary so that these guys will be at their best. I I, I agree with that. I just think it's early. I think it's early. Let's not let's not do that yet. Uh, but I am so glad to see the CNN and uh, Washington Post are calling out Biden for being a, a liar. Uh, let me quickly say a piece of good news. I mentioned this last week. My friend Catherine Engelbrecht and uh, and and uh, and Greg Phillips, who's with her in the movie Two Thousand Mules, they were arrested last Monday. Uh, not arrested. I'm sorry. Detained and put in jail uh, for contempt of court. They're in a ridiculous lawsuit uh, situation uh, because they have called out. Uh, one of the um, uh, you know electronic voting machine companies, and the guy ended up getting arrested, and I think he's in Michigan, and uh, there was all kinds of sharing information with China, and you know uh, really election integrity issues, and they will not reveal one of their sources. In fact, uh, apparently only Greg knows the source. Catherine doesn't even know the source. Anyway, this out of control judge in Houston put him in jail last Monday. They finally got out. Um, I guess uh, Friday, maybe, maybe Saturday uh, on appeal. I think it was Saturday, actually. It was appealed, and and uh, finally they were released. But So the good news is they've been released. The horrific news is that they were put in jail in the first place. Uh, if you haven't seen 2,000 Mules, I highly, highly recommend it. These are good folks. I've known Catherine a long time, and, and she does really, really good work with uh, with True the Vote, and it's a travesty of justice that they were uh, that they were arrested. Uh, but good news is they're at least out of, out of jail at this point, and we'll see what happens uh, with regard to um, the rest of the uh, lawsuit that they're involved in. Okay, another piece of news, and then we'll go to the phones. The, uh, the Department of Justice is interfering in 24 states in the election, so they are trying to insert themselves into the polling places. Now, I, I understand the civil rights you know, voting laws and all of that and how they use this stuff to um, get federal involvement in state and local elections. It's not right. It's not right. They shouldn't be doing it. Uh, get out of our way. This is a state and local issue. I, I, we need to repeal that stuff and get the feds out of the elections and let the states uh, handle this. And thankfully, so far, two states have said no. Get out. Missouri, first, it's a county in Missouri. Cole County was the first one to say no to the federal government. And then the uh, Secretary of State there backed up that county and said, yeah, you're not, you're not, uh, you have no business uh, being involved in this. We handle the local elections. And now Florida has said no to the federal government on this. So I think that's good. So DOJ, take a hike and uh, and let the states handle these things. That's who should should be uh, taking care of that. Okay, I was going to uh, get to a lot of the other races for tonight. I'll try to come back to that. The phones are, are blowing up like crazy. So let's get to some of these phone calls and uh, let's go to Steve in Iowa. Steve in Iowa, you are on, uh, you are first up and I appreciate you calling in. What's your comment, question, or insult? Go for it. Good night, Rick. We'll see you later. No, I'm kidding. Hey, <laughs> um, I I have a question. Yeah. Uh, more of a comment first, and I'll, I'll ask my question. The question is, is the things that Bidens are saying is that people in the United States, a lot of them are brainwashed and gullible, and sure. he's saying this so that people would say, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And so they do vote for a Democrat because – it's just I, I see these gatherings uh, uh, by the Democrats, and they're getting uh, they were getting bigger and bigger near the end there. And I go, what are they clapping for? You know, especially when uh, Slick Willie was saying something and they clapped. And I go, that is really false. But anyways, that's not my question. My question is, if 
Joe Biden, which I don't believe is in charge of the Democrat Party right now, and neither is is uh, what's her name Harris from the East or West. Um, could they do a martial law if they find something that they say is fraudulent or malfeasant in the voting itself? Well, Steve, I you know I used to my answer to that in past years has always been nah, that's not going to happen. You know that's all. But you know what? There is nothing these people will not do. There, there, there is nothing beyond uh, their willingness um, to hold on to power. And so in the past, I've always said, no, there's no way that would happen. There were a lot of people that tried to get Donald Trump to do that, uh, you know, even after the 2020 election because of so many shenanigans and asked him to uh, to do some things that would have been, a, you know, akin to, the, to, to martial law, would have been close to that. Um you know, I, I'm glad he didn't. Honestly, I mean, even with you know the disaster that that became the the the, the White House after that, uh, but I would not put it past these people. So that's part of why they're already laying the groundwork, right? You've seen all of these headlines and all of these commentaries, and even the president's press secretary, who's the biggest clown show in in in, in the history of of, of White Houses. Um, even she is, you know, they're all saying it's going to take a few days to, it's going to take time to, to, to get all the votes in and to, and to get them counted. And so they're setting the stage for being able to, 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 you know, manipulate the process. Um, so I would not put anything past them. Nothing. I, I, these are power hungry, um, uh, morally bankrupt people that only care about power. They are willing to kill babies even after the baby is born. Look at what just passed in California, folks. This is sick, evil, satanic stuff. So if they're willing to do these things, of course they're willing to implement martial law to hold on to power so that they can continue to do evil things. Now, will they do that? I I don't think so. I don't think there's enough um, yes men, uh, enough um, blind followers that they can get away with it at this point. Now we could easily get there. We're we're moving so fast towards the kind of government that is able to do those things. But I don't think we're there yet. I think that's what I mean when I say this is the chance to save the country from these radical leftists. I think tonight is our chance to stop the slide. I think tonight is our chance to stop this slouch towards Gomorrah, uh, as Robert Bork said in his book. Uh, I I think this is our chance. So uh, interesting interesting call. Interesting question. I don't think that will happen, though. All right, let's go to Susan in uh, Temple, Temple, Texas. All right. Yeah. Hey, Susan, thanks for calling in. Well, thank you, and um, I'm a first-time caller, so please be gentle with me. I can't think as fast as you talk. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm calling, you know, I'm calling as a concerned citizen, okay, of Central Texas, and there are many, I'm sure, concerned citizens all over this country as well there should be. And I, I attempted to, I did, um, I voted this morning. I uh, arrived at about 7.15, and polls were supposed to be open at 7. There was a good line there. Uh, the doors did not finally open probably till, uh between 8.30 and 9. They had a wow. delayed opening. They tried to get people to go to other locations. However, people had already come from some of those other locations to our polling location. They had their own reasons why supposedly their, their polls were not uh, uh, up and running. The, re- the, the explanation we were given initially was that it was due to the time change. Something about the machines weren't set for that, um, like we didn't all know that was coming. And then later they changed it to say, oh, they were having issues with the signal. Well, when a technician finally arrived on scene, before he even went in the door, they suddenly had it working 
apparently. And but the thing that was of most concern, I've already reported. I, I do talk. I communicate with my local radio station, they, and 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 I reported these things to them as well because number one, I wanted to encourage people to stand firm. And to anyone out there voting today, if you run into some issues, don't be too quick to leave. As your uh, uh, host on the prior show said, uh, he said several things. But he said, ask questions and stand firm, and don't be you know don't let them just run you off. And I encouraged a lot of people to stay, to wait it out, because if you, if you go elsewhere, they may be shutting you down there as well, and that seems That's to be right. happening. That's well, they right. finally got it up and going again. But then as we were in line inside, I saw, and again, your host just prior mentioned something about the things that are happening in Arizona and Mississippi and elsewhere, that machines being removed. Well, I saw that, and I thought at the time, I thought, that seems odd. And again, we all, we're all we all on high alert because we, we've seen what happened in the past, and we know all the potential and the possibilities for, for here forward. And so, but when that was mentioned, I thought I've got. I've tried to report it to my local people that I know, but their their show's over and, and they're doing other things. And I have passed that along, but I wanted it to pass it along to y'all as well. And uh, like I said, I saw that machine go out the door before it was yeah. at the front end of the voting. And I thought, if there's any issue with it, would they not just pull it into a corner or something? Why would they actually remove it from sight? That's uh, yeah. I, th- I think I lost you. Uh- Okay, I, I you know I tell you what, um, let me let me just say this, Susan. Uh, there's always going to be uh, things to be on higher alert for. I'm glad you're bringing this to our attention. Absolutely, 100. Um, percent And 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 here's the good news. And I was just reading the stats last night. Uh, it's something like 80,000 people have been uh, put into the field as volunteers, watching polls, doing you know doing watching every step of the way. Now that every state's not covered and every box is not covered. But the ground game to keep them from stealing elections and keep these shenanigans from working is better than we've ever had in my lifetime. So I expect them to do all kinds of crazy things today and tonight. I really do. And and I don't put anything past them. But I also expect us to have a better response than we've ever had, which we did not have in 2020. We were not prepared for the willingness of the other side to manipulate uh, the process. And so I wish I could remember the stats, and I'm going to look for it on the break and and and, and try to bring it back. Um, but the number of people, the poll watchers, the, the the attorneys that are on the ground right now, uh, ready to fight exactly what you're you're talking about, or at least make sure. And listen, there are times when the computers have problems. There are times when ballots get messed up. So I'm not going to call everything that happens a shenanigan. <laughs> but the more shenanigans there are, and the more of these things there are the more suspect we obviously should be. And there's nothing, there's none of this stuff, just like what Susan's uh, representing that happened this morning at her polling place, that should not be investigated. We're not going to brush off any of it. We're going to dive deep into every piece of it. And uh, that's what I don't think the other side realizes, is that the people that love a constitutional republic, not democracy, we love a constitutional republic, and we want a constitutional republic to work well and work as best as it possibly can, we're in the fight now. We may not have been in the fight before, speaking for most of the country. Some of us were, but for most of the country, they weren't. They're in the fight now. And so all of these things, we're going to run them down. We're going to be watching. Uh, we're going to be filing lawsuits. We're going to be doing recounts. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that the right person is declared the winner in all of these races and that the, that the attempts to cheat are not successful. And that's the good news, is that we're in the fight. And there will be a fight. I can guarantee you that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Phone number is 888-589-8840. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Stay with us. You're listening to AFA at the Core.
AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Election Day is November 8th. For the first time, iVoterGuide is covering select statewide ballot measures, some of which will affect voter identification laws and abortion. This important part of your voter guide is available now and can be found at the bottom of your personalized iVoterGuide ballot. To see the arguments for and against and other research, click on the More button or the amendment title. For all this information and more, please visit iVoterGuide.com. That's iVoterGuide.com. A charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation is an excellent way to provide yourself with guaranteed permanent income while at the same time supporting the American Family Association. Here's what one supporter told us. I very much want to see God's Word continue into the next generation. This is a way I can help AFA spread the truth and promote their biblical stand. My experience with the AFA Foundation continues to remind me that I have a small part in helping AFA in the battle for our nation's values. Financial planning is essential to your family. A charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation is one way you can support AFA and the health of our nation. The planners at the AFA Foundation are here to help you do the most with your finances. You can call us at 800-326-4543, extension 345, find us on Facebook, or email foundation at afa.net, and learn whether a charitable gift annuity is right for you. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon on Election Day. Everybody should be very, very excited. I think this is probably the best headwinds, um, trends, whatever, uh, of an election in my lifetime, honestly. I mean, I, I haven't felt this good about what could potentially be the results tonight. As I mentioned earlier, I definitely, you know, the, the all the all the polling and, and, and pretty much everybody agrees 
Uh, Republicans definitely are going to take the House. I think even uh, even best case scenario by you know 10, 12 votes, but potentially by 50 or 60 votes. I mean, it could be an absolute uh, the biggest margin that we've seen uh, in our lifetime. So th- this could be a big, big shift in the House. And then in the Senate, some are predicting 52, 48. Uh, I think it's going to be either 53 or 54, possibly 55. Could you imagine 55, 45? I mean, there's some races that nobody thought we had a chance in. Uh, that now look like they're going to go to the more biblical candidate of the two. That's good, folks, for us as Bible-believing Christians. We should be pulling for not necessarily Republican or Democrat, but whichever candidate is most standing for biblical principles. Now, for most of the time, right now, the Democrats have given over to the left and to essentially become the party of Satan. I mean, these people are literally pushing satanic policies. Look at what's coming out of California and the Democrat Party there, and frankly, out of this president and and pushing for the mutilization of children and all these other crazy things. Um, So that doesn't mean that every Republican is, you know, a good guy or gal and pushing the right stuff. But I'm just saying, if you if you have to guess based on party, normally right now, the Republicans are definitely going to bring the more biblical position. And so um, in terms of the fight for um, election integrity, which we were talking about as we went to break, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a battle all over the place. And, and these are the numbers that I was looking for. This is from uh, Harmeet Dillon. Uh, she's an incredible attorney out in California. Talk about on the front lines of the fight. She's actually the Republican committee woman uh, for California, so she's been very involved in this. And she also led a lot of the lawsuits against mask orders and other mandates. Uh, she said that they have uh, they've started, you know, this has been a year-long effort to protect the vote. Uh, that they have been at this uh, for a, a long time, and uh, the efforts are paying off. And and here's the numbers. Uh, she said, let's see if I can find, here we go, 80,000 poll watchers engaged over 1 million volunteers, conducted 5,200 leadership trainings to prepare for Election Day operations, filed nearly 80 lawsuits, retained dozens of litigators, and trained hundreds more. She said this effort started last year once a long-running consent decree dating back to early 80s was barred, uh, literally prevented GOP from engaging in Election Day efforts, uh, just you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. She said, I love this, you can sit around crying or you can get out and vote. You can bring neighbors to the polls. You can get involved. You can run for office, participate, and be the change you want. Uh, sitting on Twitter and complaining does nothing. People are making huge sacrifices to run for office. Let's win. Let's get our country back. I couldn't agree more. I I think she says it very well, but I wanted you to hear those stats because it's a great reminder that even though we see these shenanigans out there, there are a lot of people ready to fight. I, I truly believe this. I believe God's people are ready for the fight tonight like we've never been in our life. Uh, literally in my lifetime. I mean, I'm 51 years old. I've been involved in elections for, you know, 33 years now. Uh, I've been, you know, very, very involved uh, for, for, you know, 28 years. And I've just never seen the ground game and the effort and the motivation like what we see right now. So be of good cheer. Make sure you go out and vote. Do not, do not stay home and be the wicked and slothful servant. Because if you bury your vote today, and you don't go invest it, if you don't go um, you know, participate with it and help to secure freedom, you are the wicked and slothful servant in the parable of the talents that buried the talent out of fear, out of laziness, whatever the excuse. Don't be that guy or gal. Be one of the ones that says, I'm going to do the best I can with what God's given me. Uh, best I can right where I am, wherever you are in the country. If you're in a blue area, red area, whatever, if you, if you feel like all the candidates that you have to choose from are lousy, 
you still choose the least lousy. <laughs> That's still doing the best you can with what you got where you are. So make sure you're participating. Okay, back to the phones. Let's go to Ron in Indiana. Ron, I think it's Indiana. Yeah, Ron, you still with us? What's your comment or question? Yeah. Hey, Rick. I it's I guess uh, Democrats are known for accusing the Republicans or the left is accused uses the right of doing things that they already have in action. And your scenario of how the DOJ is interjecting itself into this election kind of compares to how the left keeps talking about how the right wants to overthrow the democracy. <laughs> and that being that if the red wave happens and all these pro-Trump candidates get elected, that they will try to keep Trump in office even beyond his four years. It's, it's just really interesting that, that, uh, the two go head head to head just like that, and and uh, they this would projection, never right? That, yeah, that they, yeah. they would never admit that that maybe one of their goals is to find fraud in the in the election that the Republicans would win, uh, but they can no, project. Yeah, that that's the that's their game, man. That's their that's been their game for the last two years. Well, maybe longer than that, but for the last two years, they've they've been full head on calling conservatives in this country exactly what they actually are, though what the left actually is, right? The, the, the very people that are actually using violence to try to bring about whatever political change they want, they are saying of the other side that they're violent when they're not. I mean, the real violence obviously has come from from the left. I mean, you look at all of the all of the attacks, the, whether it's on Kerry Lake's office or on, I mean, there, there are supporters be, that have been bitten, choked, um, attacked. I mean, it's insane, the stuff that they're willing to do. And then they claim that we're the supposed threat to democracy. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. And, and as I always say, we are a threat to democracy because democracy is evil. It's one of the greatest of evils, according to the Founding Fathers. It's mobocracy. It leads to um, disasters. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. We are a constitutional republic. And therefore, we want to stay a constitutional republic. A um, couple of quick uh, uh, stats going into the night. Looks like Brian Kemp way ahead in Georgia. Uh, another one you really want to watch uh, tonight that's going to be very, very interesting is this New Hampshire uh, New Hampshire uh, Senate race. I'm trying to find it here. North Carolina looks like Ted Budd's going to win. Uh, let's see. J.D. Vance way ahead in Ohio. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, I'm looking for the New Hampshire race. I can't remember the numbers, but it came neck and neck last night, and I wanted to be able to get Oh, even Wisconsin governor. This Tony Evers was horrible, horrible in the lockdowns, and it looks like he may lose tonight. That's a big one. Uh, boy, that's, uh, that's phenomenal. Looks like Oz and Fetterman. It's going to come down to the wire. That's going to be a very tight race tonight, which is insane, isn't it? Right? Has anybody watched a clip of Fetterman? He's completely. He's almost as inept as Joe Biden right now. He's almost as mentally, mentally, um, you know, disadvantaged as uh, as Joe Biden. It's it's those two together is is would be really uh, interesting to watch. But uh, at any rate, that one's coming down to the wire. Governor in Pennsylvania could come down to the wire. Doug Mastriano is one of those that was a champ. I mean, he's he's a champ. And I would love to see him governor of Pennsylvania. Uh, he's running against an ultra-liberal, uh, Josh Shapiro, there. And that one's going to come down to the wire. In uh, the Missouri Senate race, now this is one you want to watch because Eric Schmidt has been a fantastic attorney general there, one that's been willing to stand up to the federal government and looks like he may be headed uh, to the United States Senate there. Uh, oh, here's the one I was looking for. Okay, so New Hampshire... It's uh, it's it's General uh, Don Baldick. I'm not real familiar with this guy. I know that uh, 
Jake Tapper and the left wing drive by media uh, calls him an election denialist. <laughs> so which means he wants the votes to be counted legally. That's that's essentially the meaning of an election denier these days. Uh, but it looks like he is going to win. I mean, we'll see tonight. If you're in New Hampshire, make sure you go vote. You've got a chance to push him over the edge. Uh, that would be a phenomenal victory in New Hampshire. So there's just a man. There's a lot. We could go on and on and on, but I'd rather go back to the poll, uh, back to the phones. Uh, but lots of uh, interesting uh, things to watch tonight. Make sure you're tuning into American Family Radio tonight for election results. We're going to be uh, chatting about that as they come in. Next caller is, if I've got this right, guys, uh, Derek in Oklahoma. Derek calling in from Oklahoma. Comment or question or insult today, brother? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call, Rick. You bet. Uh, just going to make a comment on uh, CNN and all these other Democrat outlets turning on Joe Biden all of a sudden. Uh, on one hand, it seems like it's great that they're finally telling the truth about him. But then on the other hand, he's been their poster boy for all his time. So kind of makes you wonder what else is going on. Yeah. I don't have a don't have a real great lineup, you know, underneath of him coming up that would take his place. So it just kind of makes you wonder what else are they planning it does, man, and and, and I, you know I thought I mean we all we all know the Twenty Fifth Amendment should have been invoked a long time ago. He's he's been incapable of doing the job uh, for a while, but they knew that Kamala Harris's polling was even worse than his, and that she would hurt them even more uh, in this election tonight than than he has. And so you know maybe they've decided okay after tonight they can finally get rid of him and and, and put him on the back shelf with the Twenty Fifth Amendment and and uh, and let her be the, the the face of the Democrat Party. <laughs> which is going to be, I think, a disaster, of course. Uh, I don't know what else they've got in mind, but the fact that they're turning on him, and it may just be that they, at this po- point, it doesn't hurt hurt them in the election, and so it's going to be a disaster, so they, they, they know they've got to you know somehow come back to the middle. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. Really, really good question. Okay, we've got Ron in Tennessee. Ron, what's your comment or question today? Go ahead, brother. Hi. Um I have three comments. Um, basically, it's uh, it's about the election that already passed. Why wasn't Hillary and her DNC Jesuits arrested? I mean, Trump didn't utilize the NDAA to indict half the GOP and most of the DNC for this great media consolidation and conspiracy to mute the opposition. He has access to the controls. Trump, ha- I mean, he had. Trump well, had, I, th- I think you know. Uh, no, listen. Milk. There's there's plenty of things that you could you could criticize Trump for not doing uh, because you know that there was a lot of fodder, right? There were a lot of things he could have done in his presidency that that I would say should have been done. Uh, but I, I remember I remember someone that actually became president, not somebody that's very popular right now with conservatives for sure, including me. Uh, but George W. Bush, when he was governor of Texas, and, and my first day as a legislator, 27 years old, I go sit down and finally have a meeting with him, and he's governor, and I'm telling him, look, I'm here for school choice and getting rid of property taxes. And, and he basically said, he said, look, people can't pay attention to very many issues at once. You've got to pick two or three issues and make that your what you work on and accomplish those things. You can't do it all at once. And I think I honestly think Trump was pretty good at that. I think he picked what were going to be his top issues and he had to spend his political capital in certain areas. And obviously getting the three Supreme Court justices uh, was number one. And he got that accomplished, getting the tax cuts. You know, for Ronald Reagan, it was the same way. He went in with three major goals, cut taxes cut spending and restore the military, restore patriotism. And he, and he got two of the three. He didn't wasn't able to cut spending, but he got the, the taxes cut, brought about the greatest 
you know, peacetime economic expansion in history, and uh, and he definitely restored patriotism in the in the military. I think every president has to do that. So there's a lot they could have done that they didn't do, but let's look at the good stuff that they did do. Okay, Anna in uh, Mississippi. Anna, what you calling in for today? Oh yes, sir. Um, my daughter called me a little while ago. A friend of hers went and voted, and when she went to cast her vote, her vote changed. Changed? What do you mean changed? Well, she was, from what she said, she was she was voting for the governor, and she was voting for the Republican governor. And when she pushed the button to vote, when it come back for her to view her vote, it had changed to Democrat. Was she able to change it back? No. No. Did, here's what I would advise, and I know it's. I know it's too late for her, but take a picture, right? Take and and some polling places won't let you take your phone into the into the booth, which I think is ridiculous. But take a picture of the screen, and then take a picture if that happens. Which that there there are definitely uh, um, a lot of uh, claims that that happened in 2020 as well. Uh, so everybody, if that happens to you, take a picture of the screen, take a picture of the screen before you hit send and, uh, you know, uh, uh, complete your cast your ballots, the button that we push in Texas, and then a, a picture of it afterwards. And that way you have your own personal evidence to bring, uh, later on if there's, you know, especially if there's multiple examples of that. So uh, another, another example of the shenanigans that happen out there. Line, uh, let's see, Karen in Ohio, I'm going to try to get in at least two more here in our final 120 seconds we've got here. Karen, go ahead. Hey, Karen, you with me? Hello. Hey, um, go I'm for it. you got to make about, it fast. I'm calling about the Ohio issue one. Uh, right now, the Senate of uh, the Ohio Senate determines bail. Uh, it, it's the change will be the judges will. Um, what do you think is the best I, I don't really know completely the difference between what the two do to set bail. Yeah, so, uh, man, we don't have time for that topic uh, in, on, on the bail issue. I'm sorry, Karen, I'm down to about 60 seconds here. So uh, try, try, try me again Thursday, and we'll try to, we'll try to hit that topic, but uh, apologize. But just no time. I mean, the whole bail thing, it, it will be a state legislative issue. So the state legislature uh, decides that in each state. You've got a lot of states that have gone really, really woke, way left, um, and, they're, and they're basically not even requiring bail. Um, and and they're just putting the, the the criminals right back on the street. It's 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 a it's all about racial, um, I, I think racism, and and all about you know um, a, a flawed view of humanity and and thinking that everybody that commits a crime it's not their fault. It's because of whatever happened to them when they were a kid, or whatever happened you know whatever mean thing mommy said to them um, that that's why they committed the crime. So it's just a wrong headed approach, ignoring depravity of man and ignoring biblical principles. Um, so yeah, totally, totally different topic. But for tonight, folks, make sure you tune in to American Family Radio. We'll be uh, talking about the election returns as they come in, and pray, pray, pray. Between now, tonight, as the returns are coming in, as the additional returns come in over the next day or two, there's going to be a lot of attempts to manipulate the process. Pray for justice and pray for truth. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You have been listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.